to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra, and as always, you know this, I'm just so grateful that you're here. I Something that's been really fun is I feel like the holiday season, and Christmas in particular, has been has lasted for so long, because I don't know if any of you can relate, but I think with COVID, it was like November 1st hit, or Halloween ended rather, and I was like, I need Christmas now. Like, I need something to look forward to. I need cheer. I need the Christmas lights, the evergreen. And I just went to town. My mom came over and helped me decorate from head to toe. She's so amazing at holiday decorations. It's very tasteful. Um, I actually keep meaning to do like a little Instagram reel to show you guys how I decorated, but it's been really sweet and I got most of my Christmas shopping done early, so all of my gifts are already wrapped and under the tree. I still have a little bit more to do, but um, I digress. It's It's been really, really sweet to have something to look forward to and to just be reminded um that there is so much to be grateful for and, you know, to be really grateful for the really small things like a Christmas tree, you know? Also, my mom, for anyone who um, has Netflix, my mom told me that they now have something on Netflix Netflix called Fireplace for Your Home. So for those of you who are super sad like me that I don't have a fireplace, you can throw it up on your Netflix and it's a wood-burning fireplace. So it makes like the crackle sounds um, I was journaling this morning and kind of getting my to-do list to-do list ready for it next week and listening to that um, alongside some Christmas music, and it was really relaxing. It was really sweet. Um, one last thing about Christmas is I know usually I do a gift guide for him and for her um, and sometimes for the littles, but I've just been so busy, um, and I don't mean busy in the, in the negative sense. Uh, you guys all know how I feel about that word. It's been really, really lovely. My interior design job has um, been taking up a lot of my time, and I'm so grateful for that. So I've just had less time to do things like that, but I am going to do a last-minute guide Um, For those of you who are still not finished and you're kind of freaking out, um, I'm going to have shipping in mind and have them be cost effective and yeah, just really thoughtful, sentimental gifts. So be on the lookout for that. And if you don't already subscribe to my newsletter, I highly recommend doing that. Um, The blog is back up and running because I was doing some website updates. So thecalmcollective.com has gotten a little bit of a facelift. It's far more interactive and detailed. So you learn a lot more about me and my journey on the website. Um, But the newsletter is really where I dish out just a lot of personal stuff and share a lot of my favorite things and just what's working for me, what isn't, etc. So if you want to sign up for that, you can just go to the website. It's crystal clear how to sign up. I have it in a few different spots. Um, But if you have any issues with it, obviously feel free to reach out to me. The best place is Instagram at the collective underscore. Um, So also, I wanted to share a skincare update. And this is going to sound weird, and I actually debated on whether or not I even wanted to say it because I don't want it to come off as like, oh, look at me. But I've been getting a lot of compliments on my skin, and that has just been making me feel really good because I'm definitely one of the adults that suffer from cystic breakouts from here here and there. And just kind of as I've gotten a little bit older, my skin is a little bit duller, right? And so I've really invested both my money and my time researching tools that are helpful. And it's been almost a month now that I've been implementing some of the tools. And I've seen such amazing results. And it's one thing like when you think you see results, but then to have other people who know you and who are close to you, For instance, my mom, I keep bringing her up, but my mom the other day um, was just like, honey, your skin looks beautiful. You're glowing. And I was like, ah, that means so much to me um, because I really have been struggling with, you know, aging and wanting to do that naturally, but like really take care of my skin. Um, And so I thought I would share just a tiny little bit of what I've been doing that's been working. I'm going to do a full blog post on this, um, my AM and PM skincare routine, because I've been taking it really seriously. Um, 
but also that I've synced up with Beauty Counter and I'm not coming from the approach of like super salesy, um, but I get a really solid discount because I'm considered a consultant. But also, I really believe in their mission. And it's really nice to have a place that I can go to and shop products and not have to think twice about putting poison on my skin, honestly. The thing is, is I don't really talk about this much, but after losing my dad to cancer, that shakes you, right? And it doesn't even matter what kind of cancer. Cancer is cancer. And a lot of it has to do with toxins and things going in and on our bodies. And I'm a little bit hypersensitive to that. And it's not something I ever talk about because I don't want to sound preachy. Um, But after talking with Maddie Rowan, she was on the podcast not too far back. I highly recommend her episode on living a non-toxic life. Um, I was just really catapulted to take it more seriously because I deserve that. I deserve to have products that aren't making me sick. And so do you. Um, So I have really, really loved sort of backing up their their message and their mission. And I refer to myself as an advocate. So if you're interested in shopping any of their products, you do help me um, when you do that. When you shop with me, I do make a commission. Um, But more than that, I just, I full transparency, I want to help share the education that I've been learning when it comes to non-toxic skincare. And so if you have any questions, I'm I'm here to help. I am here to tell you what's working, what's not working. And I promise that nothing is ever going to be just pitchy to get money because I don't really care. I don't, I don't, this is going to sound weird. I don't really need the money. Um, it's not about the money. It's about the education and the money is just a little bit of a motivator, right? Um, I think I can be transparent in saying that. I think we can all um, empathize with that frame of mind. Um, But, you know, I never, I promise to never steer you wrong. Like I won't, I'll be the first to say that Beauty Counters mascara, I think is terrible. I don't wear it. I don't like it. I returned it. Um, Same with their foundation. I didn't love it. Um, And yeah, it's not just Beauty Counter. Like I love... Coco Kind and Ilia and lots of other brands. And I just want to be more open and forthcoming about sharing those products with you. Um, so Beauty Counter's been great. Their resurfacing peel has been amazing. And I know the word peel scares people, but I promise you it's so gentle. You don't feel any stinging. At least I don't. Um, and you just wear it overnight and rinse it off in the morning. It's clear. It's very, very light. Um, but I'm pretty sure that that's the number one thing that has changed my skin. That paired with, I've been doing um, Vanity Planet's microdermabrasion wand, and this thing is killer. It's so awesome. So you do it at night. I do it usually two times a week. And yeah, you're pretty red after you're done doing it and you put your serums on and it really absorbs all of your serums. Um, but by morning, you are glowy. And so I have a lot of sunspots. Love my dad so much, but I get those from him. And um, from when I had cystic acne really bad, I would scar a little bit. So I'm so grateful that I don't have like the pock indentation scars, but I do have like the redness, um, like the red scars. And it has helped so much. I'm almost mad at myself for not doing a before and after, but maybe I'll start now because I do still see some room for improvement. But I'm just really motivated to show you guys like the proof is in the pudding. So if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, go ahead and do that at the comp collective underscore because I'm going to do something that's outside of my comfort zone and really just start showing you guys the before and after. So it's not just my words. It's showing you that this stuff actually works. Um, The last thing is that I joined an eight week workout program. The COVID fatigue is real. I have sucked at working out. And I just had this moment the other day where I was like, I can't live like this anymore. I have to move my body. I'm so out of shape and I'm just not feeling good. And so I started the eight-week program. It's called Alive and it's been really great. It's a new workout every single day. The first seven days are free and so I'm just giving it a whirl. I'm on day two. I finished day two today, upper body, and um, it's a really seamless app and I just wanted to put that out there in case anyone is feeling the same way that I am and you need an idea, um, you want an accountability buddy, I'm here for you, let's do this together. 
Uh, the progress picks are really humbling, but also very motivating. So I'm super excited about that. Um, stress and anxiety wise, I know I talked to you guys about anxiety a lot. And so I want to be forthcoming and open about my journey. Um, things have been okay lately. Um, you know, I, I have my ebbs and flows for sure, but I have been taking, I shared this on Instagram as well. I've been taking Mindy's gummies. They're two milligrams of THC before bed because my sleep anxiety is through the roof usually. And that's been so lovely. I'll take one and then I'll drink either hot water or some tea um, and just read a book. And it's just kind of like that heavy eyelid sensation where you're and like your body you're just like, I can't move. This feels so good. Um, and then during the day, if I'm feeling any sort of overwhelm or I know I have a really busy day, I take, um, busy CBD gummies. They're, uh, strictly CBD, no THC. Um, yeah. And they're really, really lovely. So speaking of which that is a good segue for, uh, today's episode, Allison Norris, one of the founders of busy CBD is back with me today to talk all things nervous system. And I think this is a super, super important and timely conversation to have with the holidays right around the corner, in addition to all the stress we're undergoing during the pandemic, right? Living in a total state of the unknown, essentially. So I wanted to have her back on to just really dive deep into this topic and to shed some light on how we can better tend to ourselves by focusing internally on what it is that our body needs from us. So with that being said, Let's go to the show with Allison Norris. Allison, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I know you were just here a couple of weeks ago. And to you, the listener, I can't encourage you enough to go back and check out the episode I recorded with Allison and her business partner, Lacey, all about CBD and running a woman-owned business. But truly, I'm just so thankful that you've agreed to come on here and chat all things nervous system and mental health. I really can't express how much... I personally care about this topic and I'm really excited to bring this topic to light. So thanks. Oh, thanks for having me. You know, after you said such nice things about us um, on the last one, I was like, sure, I'll come back on for a little confidence boost. Yeah, I love you guys. Thanks for saying all that sweet stuff too. It was cool. Yeah. So before we dive in, can you give us a taste of your background? So where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Oh, well, um, I grew up... uh, pretty much landed, kind of like I lived on uh, East Coast, West Coast, and then my family landed on Whidbey Island in the Pacific Northwest. Um, And I have a great, great, great uncle who came over from Norway back in the 30s and built some cabins along this beautiful beach. And it's where my grandmother visited, my mother visited, we visited, and then finally we made it home. So um, I grew up playing in the woods. I grew up outside 100 million percent. My parents got divorced shortly after we moved there when I was nine. And so my mom raised uh, three of us by herself. I'm the oldest of three and we were real poor, but we had honest to God, like we had the best time um, figuring it out outside. So Uh, that sounds idyllic. And I love that you mentioned that you grew up poor, but like as your childhood self, you're like, it was great. Like I wasn't without anything. You don't know what you need if you have emotional um, flexibility in Mm. your home. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this work that we'll talk about today has to do with nervous systems and actually seeing them as sort of this part of you, but as a separate part of you as well. So combining nervous systems, right? How do we all play off of each other? And I think all of us in my family being able to be outside and being able to have some freedom like that. Yeah. It regulated us more than we probably even realized. Absolutely. So what about in the present moment? What does life look like for you now? Oh, well, um, I had a literal mental breakdown uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, Just after I swear, it's like, you know, you give and you give and you give and you give. And it was so ironic. I thought like, oh, cool. I'm just popping on with Cassandra tomorrow morning to talk about my nervous system. And my nervous system is totally fucked right now. So, yeah. um, but it just, you know, it feels very um, day to day is something different. Moods, different mm-hmm. nervous systems, different emotional state is different. There's really that like, oh, my constant is this. And if this happens, I might get derailed. Like that's kind of out the window. You know what? Fuck. I really appreciate that answer. That was so honest. (laughs) And that is like being human, right? And especially being human in the pandemic. I really appreciate that you're not like, not that this would be bad if you were like, I'm just so grateful and some days are hard, but to be like, every day is different. It's a crapshoot. I don't know is 
a really lovely response. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's true. I mean, it's it, there's a lot to be grateful for, absolutely. But I think we we really do ourselves a disservice when we we only focus on the gratitude and right. do not mention our suffering. Because obviously, I'm grateful. I'm not saying that I'm not. Of right? course. Like, Some people like, well, it's hard, but at least like yeah. stop silver lining me. Like, yeah. tell me how you are. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's talk about your work. So how did you get into counseling and what kind of counseling do you specialize in? Um, I, you know, I just had my birth chart read Ooh. On, on Wednesday this That's exciting. week, just a few days ago. And this woman, she was telling me, she's like, okay, so looking at your chart, like the three words that really jump out to me are counselor, host, and promoter. Get out. No way. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool, cool, cool. Cause Those are your three jobs. <laughs> yeah, and I talked to her more, and she goes, you know, it's amazing that you wow. have been able to really find the place that you belong. And I think I've always known that. And she, she goes, you know, you, you, you think you know the answer a lot, and you think you're right a lot. But I have to tell you something. Like, based on your chart, a lot of the time, you are right. She's like, you have a wisdom, and you see people for all their different sides and you're able to see something from so many sides so quickly mm. that it helps you to kind of come up with something and I thought like you know it's so weird to say that you would never be I'm like yeah I'm right all the time <laughs> but you know when you hear it back and you're like well okay maybe maybe I should, should stop doubting myself but anyway yeah. look at it more as like a gift that. right yeah yeah I know. like and, an intuitive and, gift and that's it like recognizing that inside ourselves yeah. is so powerful but when it's something that feels mm-hmm. even a little narcissistic, you're like, oh, no, I, don't I have to shut that down. That. Yeah, yeah, no way. Just being proud. But yeah. um, I uh, I went to school. I'd got my master's. I finished uh, about seven years ago and jumped into private practice. And I connect really well with teens and young adults. And, um, you know, I honestly like even hate talking about like a diagnosis or like a special group like I'm working with people who are dysregulated and need to figure out how to hop back into life and um and make life meaningful and full um but mostly with people Mm -hmm. I'd say like under the age of 40 or who have found me Mm -hmm. and I mean I think this probably goes without saying such a rewarding job but I have to ask it has to get heavy yeah it's so heavy Especially now. Yeah. It's, it's a super, um, I think I've mentioned that it's, it's, it's like the coolest job ever and mm-hmm. it's such a privilege mm-hmm. and it's very boundaried at the same time, very personal and vulnerable, mm-hmm. but, um, always checking to make sure, you know, like how am I mm-hmm. letting go of some of this stuff that I'm hearing and, and what oh, happens yeah. the 24 hours after I get a call from someone who's ready to commit suicide? What, right. what am I doing after you right? Like. So everyone's suffering and they always have been and they always will be. But I think right now it's amped up and people who maybe are not so comfortable with suffering, mm-hmm. they are. And it's, there's oh, no that's escape. that's lovely. That almost makes me want to cry a little bit. Like people getting familiar with yeah. the suffering and like just being able to be in their bodies when that's happening, you know? Yeah. Can't dodge it. Let's segue into what we're going to talk about today because I'd love to know how you release the tension and the information that comes to you from your clients, like what you were just saying at the end of a session or after a phone call at the end of the day, how do you tend to yourself to ensure your own mental state is clear and healthy? Um, you know, it used to be really different when I worked in an office away from my home because I had a drive mm. in between, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would drive home and I would literally like roll my windows down or I have a playlist that I'd play after a hard day or things like that. I think in our culture, it's really really common and, you know, no shame, but people are like, oh my gosh, I need a drink. You mm-hmm. know, and it's hard to not numb out and to, to sit with it. But, um, a lot of the ways, I mean, I have my own therapist. I have, I, to be a therapist, you have to have a certain amount of hours under a licensed, a fully licensed counselor mm-hmm. and they're called your supervisor. Um, obviously I stopped needing a supervisor years and years ago, but I still pay for one, um, just to make sure I can keep it all straight, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Make sure I'm seeing it correctly. Yeah. Is there anything like physically that grounds you? Like whether that's like a bath or um, stretching or anything like that where you can do something physical that helps release? 
I was so excited, actually. Yeah, that's because you know we're going to talk later on. You're coming on to our podcast, yeah, about about ways you know to kind of stay mindful and meaningful in these Mm -hmm. you know different ways that I know are important to you. And I think what's interesting, like I was just telling Lacey this yesterday, I wish. I could every morning go and sit on a log at the beach. You know, we live right by the beach, less than like a 10 minute walk and just sit. But it's like, I have to get my kids dressed and I have to like be, they're still too little to wake up and not have me home. And, you know, there's a lot of ways that I feel frantic and frenetic Mm -hmm. and I'm not doing the best job taking care of myself. Mostly, you know, during this pandemic, I don't have them in school. So Mm -hmm. I've watched that slip, Um, but I used to get massages every two weeks. I used to, you know, go for walks all the time with my friends and Mm -hmm. really I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real, um, what's it called? An ambivert, the middle in, in between an extrovert and an introvert. That would be me too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind being alone. So it's been hard. It's been hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so hard. Um, I just had this thought. So I know for me personally, something that I've learned about myself only the past couple of years really is that. I have to be in, like, this certain headspace to receive certain information. Say, like, if a friend really needs to unload or vent for my own mental health and well-being, I know that I have to be in the right frame of mind, right? And I struggled with this for so long, and I'm sure other, like, the listeners can relate, and you too, but I kept thinking, am I a bad friend? Like, am I a horrible human being that I'm saying, like, I'll call you in an hour or I can't give you space right now? But really what I'm realizing is that it's like such a notion of filling your cup up first, right? So that you can better care for the ones you love. And I just, I guess I'm having like a bow down moment because like with this being your career, like you really have to find ways to center yourself and be prepared for what's going to be thrown at you every single day. That is no small thing. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because you know, it's, it's weird. You, you know, this is my job and I chose it and I love it. And, and at the same time, like you, it's like a doctor who is at a party and someone comes up and they're like, check out my mole on my neck. Like, (laughs) how does it look to you? You know, like, obviously they have the ability to be like, yeah, let me look at that. But, you know, I think it's a little bit different being a therapist because a lot of people are like, I just, I'm sorry, is it okay to tell you this? And I've had a, I've had to really work on like, well, what does the friend say? And what does the therapist in me think? Because mm-hmm. therapy is not about giving advice and mm-hmm. therapy is not about sharing my experience with my client. Therapy is not, you know, it's, it's so much about, it's a relationship that's very boundaried. And so friends will come sometimes and they'll emotionally dump on me, honestly. And I'm like, this is not how, would you talk to your other friends this way? Like, is this, is this how, is, am I a safe person because I have credentials? Am I a Mm. safe person because I'm a good listener? I start to doubt myself and get weird because I'm like, there doesn't feel like reciprocity here. And to your point, it's so important to make sure your cup is full, but also like if you're listening to this and you have the emotional dumper friend, run, don't walk to somewhere that you can figure out how to set the boundaries. Like call me, I'll help you. Um, cause it's been a struggle for me, but something I've really worked on and gotten better at are setting boundaries with like, I've had a really long day. Mm-hmm. I work, I see clients Sunday to one Tuesday and Wednesday is my decompression day. Please don't contact me. If I don't contact you, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I'm just taking time to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are easy boundaries and people get it, you yeah. know, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. Yeah. So let's jump into the nervous system today's topic. Before we get into scenarios, specifics, and different ways to care for ourselves, uh, can you just break it down for us? So how does the nervous system function? Oh my gosh. So the 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 way that we've learned about the nervous system, um, I think, is very abstract, right? It's sort of almost this like medical thing or like if you don't, it's like we toss it around mm-hmm. in a way. So I was introduced to this this kind of um, therapy, it's called, or well, it's a theory, and it's a lens that people can do therapy through, but it's called polyvagal. Um, and there's Deb Dana and Stephen Porges are two of the people that you would want to look up. They are sort of the, the, the founders of this. Um, and also Peter Levine. Oh gosh, don't quote me, but I think it's Peter Levine. Well, don't quote me, here I am. Um, but yeah, okay, so when you think about your nervous system, it's going on all the time, right? Like it's going off all the time. 
the nervous system keeps us alive. And that is always its goal. Its goal is to keep us alive and help us survive. Mm. So if you're anxious about something, your nervous system is kicking in because it literally is just trying to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. We can't fault it for anything, Mm -hmm. but what it's doing is it's creating a state in our body and our brain comes up with the story. So it's always state first and then the story. Our body is picking up something and looking for cues of safety mm. and danger way before our brain is is joining in. Okay, so is that the voluntary and the involuntary? What you just the brain and the and the body? So that well, not necessarily. Okay. So voluntary and involuntary, right? So involuntary, are you talking about like your heart breathing? Yeah. Like kind of the right. So you And then your brain like two, feeling out of control. Sure. You've got your two types, right? Your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So sympathetic is your fight or flight. Got it. And the way that we'll, I want to explain it, that is a very important part because a lot of people live in sympathetic, um, like for a lot of their day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that fight or flight. It's also a mobilizer, an energizer. That's what's going to keep us alive. That's what's going to help us run the heck out of that terrible mm-hmm. situation and get us out of there. Um, the other one, obviously, um, the parasympathetic is what gets us back to the homeostasis and gets us back to kind of normal when the perceived threat has already passed. So sympathetic is fight or flight, but it also helps us with digestion. I mean, those are the things that are all working in tandem together. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're anxious, if something happens and you're in fight or flight, your digestion's shutting down. Your your pupils are doing their thing. Like our blood pressure's increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. So okay, this is this might be a stupid question, but I'm not too embarrassed to ask. Um, <laughs> are nervous systems defined at birth? So, like, can you be born with more sensitivity than, say, your sibling or friend? Or is it more rooted in, like, programming and trauma, things we pick out through our lives that feed into how we respond within our bodies, our our nervous system? Oh, that's such a good question. So this Thank is you. where it gets a little woo-woo and people, um, you know, aren't really sure what to think. But We're all for the woo-woo here at the Calm Collective. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, so in polyvagal theory, it talks a lot about you're picking up on when you're in your mother's womb, you're picking up on her nervous system. Wow. So if she's dysregulated, you're feeling that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to come out dysregulated, Mm -hmm. but you're already experienced dysregulation as a fetus. And then as events happen, they are shaping our nervous system. It doesn't mean that you are just fucked, right? It means there's things that are happening that are shaping it as you get older. They're regulating. And then if you don't learn how to co-regulate, how to get back to this space, which we'll talk more about. I have, there's there's words, there's words, there's labels for these <laughs> states. Yeah. But there's there's three states. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that's, yeah, so to answer your question, okay. it does start from birth. Well, feel free if you're open to it, talking about those three states. I mean, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm learning okay. here with everybody else, so... It's so interesting. So, and again, listen, I am not a pro at this. There are people who are like, whoa, and there's so many books, but I just wanted to, this is like a very intro. It goes so deep, but yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, okay. The vagus nerve is actually the longest and most incredible nerve that you have in your body. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. Oh, so I've heard the word, but I like don't know right. anything about it. Again, it's like kind of thrown out there. Yeah. Like, cool, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Vagus nerve. I have one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your vagus nerve, it um, it's kind of, it is, it's the longest nerve and it is the master switch for your autonomic nervous system, your ANS. Okay. So it's back behind right here behind, I'm pointing, no one can see me. <laughs> um, it's behind your, like right where your brainstem is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it travels behind kind of, there's a bone right behind your ear. There's soft tissue and then there's a bone right below the bone. That's where your vagus nerve is going to travel. Do you know yeah. why I know what that is? Why? I'm so crazy. Uh, my dad suffered from cancer in his head and his cancer affected his his tumor affected his vagus nervous system so where half of his face went numb does that sound correct yeah yeah it travels through your face yep okay 
continue. I was like, I know, I know wow, that, like on a bigger level. Yeah, that was like the first thing to happen to him was that like his his fa- side of his face went numb, and that's how we knew something was wrong. Wow. Okay, sorry. Continue. Well, exactly though, right? So yeah. that that's it. So there's these little like you know feelers. They're just like yeah. little little offshoots, and it goes through over your face, and then it goes down the front of your throat, mm. over your lungs, touches your heart, wow. and then it finally ends. It goes through our bellies, and it finally ends. Um, basically like in our bowels and our colon. So, what does it you know, look like, like? Is it like a long, thin? It's here. I have, I'll send you this. I'm reading my notes, but. Um, oh, interesting. You yeah. See. You guys, it's just like this really long thread. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it goes all the way along your spine. I mean, mm-hmm. it literally goes from the top of like in your head all mm-hmm. the way through your torso. Wow. So when we're feeling things really intensely or like, you know, the feeling when you're nervous and you have to poop. Yeah. Like that is your, that is literally your yeah. nerve like speaking up. Wow. Right? So, yeah. So the three states that this nerve really um, controls is the ventral mm-hmm. and then the sympathetic, which we just talked about, we'll talk more about, mm-hmm. and then the dorsal. Okay. So ventral is your home. That is your coziest, yummiest, um, best place to be. Your sympathetic is your fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And your dorsal is get me out of here. I'm invisible. I'm curling up in my bed. Mm. I do not want to be seen. Get me out of here. Like right? depression? Not necessarily. And that's okay. what's tricky is yeah. like, you could go, I'll give an example. Like, so dorsal, let me talk more. So dorsal, the quote that, that comes from a book by Deb Dana, um, it says, I'm far away in a dark and forbidding place. I make no sound. I'm small and silent and mm. barely breathing mm. alone where no one will ever find me. So the thought is that at the beginning of time, right? Like when man was like, you know, roaming the earth, dorsal was a really great place to be because there weren't really guaranteed meals, right? Mm -hmm. Like no one's like, oh my gosh, hey, let me just like pop over my refrigerator. I mean, the human species, well, I don't even know like what species that would have been, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of it, but like a million years ago, um, they had to be small and they had to conserve energy. Right. And if there was a threat, they didn't have the energy to run. So they had to disappear, get small. Right. It's incredible. That's so fascinating. Yeah, I know. Um, So the word that really goes with this, as we know, it would be despair. Mm. Like that's our feeling. Got it. Despair. Got it. Um, A couple of other words to describe dorsal would be absent, blank, Mm. collapsed, exhausted, foggy, hopeless, grim, numb, unsafe, shut down, terrified, overwhelmed, pathetic, and unloved. So basically COVID-19 symptoms. There living so throughout this pandemic. That is nuts. In, so many people living in dorsal. Wow. I keep flowing. I mean, you're speaking about dorsal and I'm flowing in and out of that, I think. You know, it's like I dip and then I'm like parasympathetic yeah. and then I'm yes. in my cozy place. So it's like yes. such a journey. Well, that is exactly. so informative. Wow. Well, and I, 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 I'm, I gave a presentation, so I'm reading off my slides from my presentation from October, but, um, I have on here an example and it's for me personally, I know I hit dorsal when I'm with, when I'm feeling like I don't have any options. Yeah. If I feel like I'm trapped in a situation, when I feel criticized, Mm -hmm. when I feel like I don't belong. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's a really, you know, we, we can go there in an afternoon and Mm -hmm. pop back out. I mean, it isn't like it can be days, it can be Mm -hmm. minutes, but it's really hard to get out of it. So it's triggered. It's, it's like, it sounds like it's an easy trigger to like one second you're fine. And the next you're in dorsal. And you really, you have to think of it, it's it's when you're not feeling safe and yeah. you're not feeling connected. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are your triggers, when you're not feeling safe and you're feeling disconnected. And and if you really think about those words, right, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that can apply. We're, we're programmed, we're programmed as humans to look for cues of danger. Otherwise, we wouldn't, like, have made it this long. <laughs> and when you say disconnected, do you mean more from, like, just basically disconnected from self? Self and social. Yeah. It's hard to connect with other people. It's yeah. hard to connect with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you can be quiet and disconnected from people, but you could be quietly contemplating life yeah. and feel completely fine. Right. 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 So how yeah. do we as humans become more in control of our nervous system? Like tending to it, tending to ourselves, connecting back to self, 
not yeah. letting it take off I without mean, us, right? Exactly. And that's the whole part of this, which is really cool. And I wish like they would teach this in elementary schools. Oh, but right. so the next starts at home. I, yeah. Well, and I want to just, I will tell you all of that. I just want to really quick pop over to the other two just so you oh, can I'm hear. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I took off without no, 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 you. Sorry. <laughs> because it, but it's all connected. So yeah. You're exactly right. Like, so what the hell do we do to get out of despair? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Do. Um, okay. So sympathetic is the next one, right? And that yeah. is kind of what we think of as like anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, My freaking so constant the, state these days, I swear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It sucks. It's, it's it's all the time. Again, we're looking for cues of danger as humans. Yeah. So like and that's gonna make us want to fight or flight. Yeah. Hello, right? Yeah. yeah. So the quote that goes with this is: "Fear is whispering to me, and I feel the power of its message. Move, take action, escape." No one can be trusted. No place is safe. Mm. Yeah. Right? Heavy. I know. But, like, also, I know what On that point. means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 100%. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, everybody exactly. does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's also um, where I think a lot of us go, or, or, or if you have rapid fire texted someone, mm. like, probably too quick and you needed to take a minute, and but you, like, probably were tacky or blamey yeah. or, like, probably not your best. Mm -hmm. That was probably when you were chilling and sympathetic, Mm. like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's a way to get mobilized. So go back to those like kind of cavemen and, you know, they're now evolving and now they have the way they, they can fight or flight. They can take on that, you know, saber tooth tiger or Mm -hmm. whatever. And their nervous system is now adapting to, Oh, okay. Like I can, I can do this. Um, I can fight back and, and, but we know that our heart rate increases, our muscles get tight. Um, you know, our breathing gets louder and faster, um, things like that. Right. So words that would describe sympathetic would be alarmed, buzzing, claustrophobic, envious, frightened, grasping, Mm. irrational, judgmental, Mm -hmm. overdoing, pressured, raging, stuck, worried. Overdoing and buzzing are my two. Truly. Like, even when I'm in that state, my I have tinnitus that I so lovingly got from my beautiful mother. Um, and it just goes to level 12. And I can that's a, actually been a really good way for me to register. Like, I am not okay in this moment. I need to ground myself is when my tinnitus gets, like, super, super bad. And that is exactly, you asked, like, how do we help control it? cues when yeah we're understanding and I go oh that's it this mm-hmm. is flaring up mm-hmm. I know I've now dropped into deep sympathetic and my nervous system mm-hmm. is perceiving danger and I don't feel right right but yeah. what's interesting is that sympathetic it's doing everything it can to yeah. keep us from dropping down to dorsal yeah. it doesn't want us oh dorsal. I love that like visual yeah of like stay here stay with me I know this isn't great but it can get worse yeah, yeah. And I've also always been a big fan of breath work, and that's my main result for calming myself alongside laying with my dog, Jasper. He helps me with anxiety so much. But after this conversation, I truly have no doubt that having this information is going to be such a game changer for me to be able to know and have that awareness of my body is at work, right? Like what you just said, I know what's happening and I know why. Being able to like talk myself through the process to calm myself down because most of the time for me anyway, it's the unknown and the, I feel out of control. What the fuck is happening? That's so terrifying. But like the truth is, is that we're actually very much in control. It's our body. It's our nervous system. It is here for us. It is. And it's, it's it's here to keep us safe and it's not here to totally ruin our day. I love that flip. Ask your, yeah, exactly. And like I said, it's actually something like 80% of what we're experiencing is in our bodies first and Mm -hmm. then our mind comes. So if we change our body, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, if you're doing your breath work Mm -hmm. and that helps calm your body, Mm -hmm. you now have the ability because guess what? That prefrontal cortex, Mm bye-bye. When we're in sympathetic or dorsal, we don't have access. So a huge part of this is like, I hear from clients all the time. So, oh my gosh, Allison, I'm totally in a wigged out state, but like, it's really hard for me to do my breath work when I'm in my wigged out state. And it's like, yeah, no kidding. That's why it's called a practice. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry, but you're going to need to figure out what grounds you and do them when you're not in a heightened, Mm -hmm. you know, fight or flight state. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's a huge part of it. Knowing your triggers, yeah. also doing the things that ground you, but knowing too that breath work is really great for you. And it actually is actually one of the best things you can do for your mm-hmm. nervous system, but it is not for everybody mm-hmm. either because it true. can make it worse. Yeah. So that's asking so true. Yourself, yeah. Asking yourself to, and finding out some of the hard questions, like what does that sympathetic mm-hmm. state look for you? Mm-hmm. How, how do, how do you know? And like you said, you have some signs I wrote yeah. down when I'm pressed for time, mm-hmm. I'm running late. When I'm oh, ignored, yeah. when I'm confused, if I'm around conflict or if I feel responsible for too many people or too many things, see you later. Oh my God, 100%. <laughs> and also, I just want to like go back two seconds and say that breath work is like my favorite thing, but there are times, like you said, where I'm like, this isn't working. And yeah. yep. something that I just want to vocalize is like, you know, something that helps me is naming it. So kind of like what I was just saying, like, Jasper, my dog, is an ESA. Yeah. He's registered ESA, and a lot of times I get an eye roll, and I'm like, fuck you. No, sorry, that was, like, very yes. harsh. But, like, no, truly, because I'm like, know. you don't know what happens inside my home. Like, the work that Jasper does for me is insane. And I don't even know if yeah. Jasper knows that he's doing it, but, like, I will put him on, like, my chest and my belly and just sort of, like, tend to his breath. Like, I will feel his chest rising and naming what is happening in my body Or just saying, like, I am fine. I am okay. I am fine. I am okay. Just, like, that vocalization of, like, this doesn't own me. I can still speak, right? Um, It's so, so freaking helpful. So I just wanted to say that out loud for anyone who's listening who's like, I hate breath work. It's like, I get it. It doesn't have to be that. Like Allison said, it can be variations, like feeling your child breathing, feeling your dog breathing, whatever. Well, what you're talking about is co-regulation and that is the thing that is the thing that we all are constantly trying to do. Mm -hmm. So co-regulating with your dog, co-regulating with a friend. Some people talk about they have a difficult time sleeping at night, sleeping, Mm -hmm. sleeping. And then it's a hard question, but it's like, okay, well, if you're sleeping next to your partner, um, how's their nervous system? Cause you've got two nervous systems laying next to each other and absolutely they're talking. And absolutely. if one of you is dysregulated, it's going to mm-hmm. be really hard for the other one to regulate. So, you know, again, there's a lot of people, you know, who are not choosing to sleep in the same bed and have a wonderful relationship, mm-hmm. but it's more about, I need this sleep and I have to regulate. This is how I rejuvenate. Or, I mean, there's so many ways that you can think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and do it. But so, and getting, getting, when you're doing the breath work, where like the top of the, the ladder where we want to stay, this wonderful place is ventral. So ventral is, well, again, the quote, I'll, I'll start with the quote yet again. Uh, <laughs> what would it feel like to be safe and warm, arms strong, but gentle, snuggled close, joined by tears and laughter, free to share, to stay, or to leave. It sounds like being surrounded by like a few of your favorite people, to be honest. Well, yes. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Yes. Like you're nailing. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's exactly right. It's, this is called the social engagement system. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we are connected to ourselves, when we're connected to others, when we're connected to the environment, Mm -hmm. connected to spirituality, we feel safe enough to move through the world. Mm-hmm. And again, that nervous system is always just trying to keep us alive. And mm-hmm. so when we signal to it, I'm okay. Like there's no danger here. Mm-hmm. We're able to really, you know, and there's, there's so much about like that social engagement or ventral energy, mm-hmm. you know, when you're just feeling just awesome, you mm-hmm. know, and, and this is not a place that you are going to be all the time, but mm-hmm. it is a place to try to get back to it's cozy you know what I think is really lovely too so like the the obvious answer for me would be like that's my mom that was my dad it's my sister it's Lindsay who works for you um and but what's so interesting is that it's also like okay my friend Tess is a really good example I met her not that long ago and I just knew I was like you're safe you are homey you are a safe place for me I even not to be cheesy or just saying this, but like, I feel that with you. It was like the first conversation we had you and Lacey. I'm like, I am seen. I am okay to be myself. My partner, Jonathan is like that. Like it's so until you've really felt that and recognized what that is, you kind of seek that within other relationships. And if it's not there, you're like, "Mm, I don't really know if I need to be investing so much of my time and my life into this. Absolutely. 
absolutely right. And I think, pro- I mean, and just as we're talking through this, like you haven't heard about any of this, but you're literally saying the things that like are part, like they <laughs> go so much with this. Like, yes, that's exactly right. Yes, that's exactly right. And and it's because I think you probably are re- very in touch with your nervous system and you, you are very clear on what, mm-hmm. what you need to feel that safe mm-hmm. and connectedness. And, you know, even like working with clients, if I come into a session and my nervous system is in sympathetic and I just, you know, I'm still carrying over energy from my last session, they're going to know this, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to know that. And I have to be able to, to say, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. My, you know, my system is a little bit out here. I want to take a minute and so I can be here with you Mm -hmm. because otherwise I'm not here with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So those people that make you feel like they're really, you're in the room with them and they're in the room with you too. That gave that. Why does that almost make you want to cry? It's like that, that feeling of being seen truly and like held without having to ask or demand attention. It's just like, Oh man, that is beautiful stuff. It's pretty cool. And like I said, I mean, you're not, um, you're not always, you know, going to be in that ventral state and safety, but, but I think, um, you know, I, I have an example that I really like, like, um, you go to a dinner party, right? So say you're at your house and you've got your like favorite music on and you're jamming and you look good and you know, your friends show up and you guys are just like, Oh, this is so fun. And everything's great. You're totally in ventral. You're like hanging out in ventral. Well, then you can't get the Uber. Your friend's already left before you. Someone, like, there's a miscommunication. You can't find the address. You're kind of panicked. Now you've just popped right down into sympathetic. And you're stressing. Okay, but we made it. We're at the party. We're back into ventral for a minute because, yes, I've been looking forward to this. And all my people are here. I'm okay. Okay, now I sit down and my trigger person, you know, my my husband's ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, walks in. And we. I knew she was going to be here, but... You know, and she sits down and starts talking about her amazing life. This is an example, by the way. This didn't happen. But, um, but uh, he's not been, you know, anyway. Um, but, you know, so she sits down and starts talking about, like, her brand new third home on, you know, the ocean and her amazing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm doing the comparison game. Mm, and I'm, I'm deadly weapon. And I'm comparison, right. And I'm, I'm thinking that he probably would have rather been with her and I'm not enough. And so now I've dropped down to dorsal. And, um, I go home that night and I lay in bed and think about all the horrible things I said and all the things I wish I would have done differently. And now I'm in sympathetic. And by the time I wake up the next morning, I'm probably in sympathetic and it's going to take some of those exercises, the breath work, splashing cold water on my face, Mm -hmm. talking to a good friend, going for a walk, touching Mm -hmm. the earth to get me back into ventral. And not to mention that your partner probably felt all of that and was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. That example is so real, it's almost scary. You know what I mean? Everyone can relate. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can. Like, the trajectory of, like, do, 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 up, do, 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 up, we're in the middle. Yes. Like, that is wild. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it happens all the time. It's not something to be afraid of. I think a lot of it is learning your cues. Yeah. Being um, self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. I love one of the polyvagal core questions that Deb Dana talks about, and she asks clients to fill in the blanks and the blanks would be the world is blank. I am blank. Mm. So you can really get a sense of where someone's at in their social engagement, their safety, their connectedness from those statements. Right. Yeah. I'm like sitting here trying to think of my answer. That's so crazy. (laughs) It would depend. Yeah. True. Like today it's one thing. Tomorrow could be different. It's so Uh true. So one question I do have, and this might be a silly question, but what about laughter? Is that something that helps or would that actually activate and make it worse? It's weird because we equate laughter with happiness, but I'm genuinely curious if there's any studies on that, if that like can actually trigger. Is that because it's like an upper sort of. Have you heard of laughter yoga? No. Oh my gosh. It is a kick. Laughter yoga. Yes. There's a study and shoot, I'm blanking out on the major 
cancer hospital that used this, um, and it showed improvement in cancer patients oh my practicing laughter therapy, laughter yeah. yoga, yeah. Um, because it's the one way that massages our nervous system and really... So there's a few ways. Another one is humming, mm-hmm. which is similar. I mean, not similar to laughter, but like that same kind of tone. It's vibrational. Mm-hmm. Vibrate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So humming is a big one. Um, slow rhythmic breathing, mm-hmm. sighing. A big one is sighing. I do that all the time. Jonathan's <gasps> like, what? And I'm like, oh, nothing. That's just me coming home. <laughs> like, I'm not upset. Yeah. That's there you go. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, speaking with smile, speaking with mm-hmm. a smile or um, eye contact, mm-hmm. again, trying to engage your connectedness. Mm-hmm. That's a really big one. And I live in a big um, city and I try and do that as much as I can. And some people are like, you're creepy, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, there's going to be someone who clings on to that. And, you know, like we we're talking about, feel seen even for a split second. I think that yeah. is so important. Yeah, especially right now, right? Yeah, like, totally. If we're With the mask. We're talking about the social connectedness <laughs> yeah. is our way of feeling safe. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, think yeah. about how many people right now are not in that place and can't be. And you know, if I may just take a second to share a quick story about like yeah. the laughter in the cancer hospital study. So my dad was at Northwestern in the hospital for a while and we... We didn't know anything about this, but, like, I have – there's four girls and my mom, and we would all just congregate there, and we would do, like, Ellen's joke of the day. We would tell, like, a joke of the day. This is so immature, but I don't care. We also had, like, a fart app. Yeah. And we would just do it randomly, and he would just die laughing. And, like, I remember having nurses come in and be like, what you're doing is, like, so magical keep doing this like love and laughter cures all and like obviously he passed away but like even our doctor after he passed was like I have no doubt that he lasted so long because of the love and the laughter like there was always laughter coming from our hospital room so I love that so much well I mean exactly right and go back to what we everything we've just talked about holy shit that that nerve was Mm. the one that was impacted by this cancer so true And that that was what, you know, the love, the connectedness, yeah. the joy, the safety. Yeah, the right? safety. We're not, we're not laughing if we don't feel safe enough. And if we are laughing out of, you know, anxiety, that's a very different response. It's not real that's laughter. That's, yeah. That's not a real laughter. Yeah. Right? Wow. So you yeah. were actually, like, that couldn't have been better medicine, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. So going back to that initial question of how do we come back to center? So for those listening who have young children, is there a different approach to helping those little bodies find neutrality? Oh, my gosh. Allison, leaning back in her chair. Oh, my gosh. I think this is important. So much, so much information. Um, I would highly recommend a podcast called Stuck Not Broken. Um, It's by a guy. Gosh, his name's. What's his name? Jason Sinceri? Is it Jason? Now I'm blanking. But anyway, I'll look it up. Yeah. Okay. It, it used to be called the Polyvagal Podcast. And he goes through like using polyvagal with ADHD, using polyvagal with depression, using mm. it with borderline, using it with, and then he's a, he's a um, marriage family therapist, but he also is a, he works in a school mm. and he's polyvagal um, informed. So he, yeah, I mean, think about it, right? If my nervous system is totally jacked up and I go in, are, oh my gosh, my kids are going to be feeling my nervous system immediately. So I'm teaching them how to regulate or dysregulate all mm. the time. Mm-hmm. But he has some really good ones for parents on there that I would highly recommend. Okay. Um, and again, I mean, there's there's so much, right? Like teaching your kids how to meditate, teaching them how to breathe, teaching them their cues of safety and danger, teaching them, you know, there's little easy ones, like a really cool one to regulate quickly is splashing your face with cold water because mm. that nerve crosses over our cheeks. Another one is placing one hand on your cheek and the other on your heart because mm. you're connecting the vagus nerve just by touching your face and your heart at the same time. There's so many easy ones to get yourself into a place of, quick regulation. Um, but there's also, I mean, oh my gosh, again, this is scratching the surface. So yeah. Well, and I really love even just the splashing water or the hand to cheek and heart for parents who are listening, who are like, who maybe have children that have a really activated nervous system for whatever reason, you know, we talked about that in the Mm -hmm. beginning, but to, yeah, just you offering those two tangible things where they can say, okay, the next time that that happens and I'm witnessing it in my child, 
hey, baby, go go throw some water in your mm-hmm. face, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that. Exactly. And I actually yeah. have another question relating to that. Do children's nervous systems act or respond differently than that of an adult? Like, does it have a maturity level, if you will? Um, remembering that a lot of it starts in our body and then our, the brains make up the rest, adults have a much easier time coming up with a story, right? And sure. we get really stuck in our stories and then our mm. stories can actually add to our stress. So kids, I think, are, you know, bless them, but they're narcissistic by nature and self-centered as a survival. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they're supposed to do at, in development. So mm-hmm. the brains aren't fully formed. They don't have that ability. And they are really, it's in a shaping stage more as children. So it's incredibly important that you understand that and that you're helping them to shape. If your child is waking up in the middle of the night and coming in scared, are we spanking them and mm-hmm. punishing them? Are we rewarding them mm-hmm. if they if they tough it out and stay in their bed? I mean, no judgment. I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying, what are we teaching the nervous system about? It's listening to itself. It's getting up in the night because something's happening. And the way that the parent responds is going to really teach that kid how to carry on with mm-hmm. their the next time their nervous system reacts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're incredible. This is incredible. So can I ask you some rapid uh, random fire yeah. questions? So yeah. th- they somewhat relate to the chat. So I know we've done this before with busy. They're not going to be the same ones. They're a little bit different. Okay. Okay. So let's start with this. Are there, I don't want this to be an overwhelming question. So I'll say, what are two of the top books that you've read that you'd recommend for those wanting to learn more about the nervous system or polyvagal? Um, honestly, just check out Deb Dana has a new book. Um, it's called polyvagal exercises for safety and connection. Um, there's, Oh gosh. I mean, brainstorm by Daniel Siegel, um, is another really good one. I think just talks about, you know, the brain and what's going on there. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, cool. I could come up with more, but those are just, I think two is great. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to tell the person who is suffering from anxiety and panic disorder? Oh, bless your heart because it's, it's, it's real. And, and you're thinking of it all the time and going out into the world, uh, just, Oh, again, looking for safe. Okay. Think of it this way. Your brain in the, in that state is looking for cues of danger all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, try to figure out what it is that is dysregulating you and find the ways that get you regulated, right? You're, you're walking around with such a dysregulated system and everything then is louder and scarier. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that, that response is bigger. So instead of seeing a, someone wearing a mask as a cue of danger, it's a cue of safety because this person is being safe and, and responsible or whatever. I don't know. I can't think of something, but no, yeah, right, that's like perfect. switching that around. What are cues of safety all around you? There's a really cool um, way to, it's also called dropping anchor. Mm-hmm. This is a big exercise in polyvagal theory, which is what are your anchors? Are they people? Are they places? Are they things? Are they mm. memories? Are they pictures? Is it a Disney song? Like whatever, what is your anchor that brings you back to a spot where you can actually even think about trying to regulate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Spontaneous question. What's your anchor? The beach. Yeah. My mom would say the same. Mm-hmm. Love that. The beach every time. Do you have like a favorite musician that really brings you back to center or makes you feel safe, Ooh. comfy? I mean, I've been rocking to Taylor Swift's albums from 2020. Can we talk about it? What the hell? So good. Oh, my God. I've been listening. I don't listen to anything when I go to sleep. I've been listening to it on my Sonos while I sleep. It is that relaxing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. And, again, not to go back to the geek out of polyvinyl, but there's something about – there's something in, like, the – the way that Disney songs are composed mm-hmm. and written that actually really affects our nervous system in a positive way, which Makes is sense. funny, like singing them, hearing them, yeah. that can bring us calm. And so I'll play those inside sometimes, even though I don't even know how I feel about some of them. But anyway, yeah. you know, like, but I think like finding that like Taylor mm-hmm. Swift or songs from my childhood mm-hmm. um, that represented really happy memories, those yeah. ones will, will bring me to a spot too. Such a funny example. I saw Frozen 2 in theaters with my um, two nieces and my nephew. And um, there's like a song. It was about grief. So I think like part of it, I was really emotional. But I was like, this is 
hitting me in the best way. Like a Disney song. And I was just sobbing. But you're right. And like crying is not a negative thing you know a lot of times that can really help and benefit the nervous system am I right mm-hmm. like release oh gosh I mean you're you're it's a it's a way you're connecting to yourself right so go back to what what's connecting me yeah wow okay do you have a favorite scent that brings relaxation to your body you know I'm so scent sensitive mm-hmm. not really I OD'd on lavender when I was little <laughs> I like carried it around with me for a whole day and I rode in the car and I got car sick from lavender and then I got lavender so I couldn't even you're talk. like no more <laughs> yeah I like piney piney or mm. themed stuff yeah. yeah homie yeah yeah if you know you have a crazy day ahead say like a lot on your plate with busy your podcast um, or maybe a couple of clients that you feel like deeply invested in and heavy for, how do you take care of yourself to walk into that? Do you have any sort of like routine or a method or something physical that you do? I lay in my bed and this is like a spoken agreement I have with my husband. I am allowed to just binge watch shows starting mm-hmm. at any time I want. As soon as my things are done for that day, like if I have a tough day tomorrow, I know at like 4.30 or 5, I can go lay in my bed. My bed's my spot. Mm-hmm. I just That's my coziest, best place. And I can just watch my shows and veg and he brings me food. I love, oh my gosh, good man. <laughs> I know, it's great. Are there certain colors that are more soothing to the nervous system? And if so, what are they? You know, I don't know. I don't know that. I I think it must be, again, whatever your mind, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever your brain reacts to, what your system reacts to as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a little deeper here, but when you think of being human, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Suffering. Ooh, so freaking honest. Mm -hmm. What are you most grateful for in this moment? In this moment? Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, my experience with um, yeah, I'm not, I've never been someone afraid of, of being honest or deep. I love, I've, I, I think talking about these things and, and honoring suffering and, and acknowledging everyone has a desire to be safe and whole and mm-hmm. loved and seen, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's your yeah. birthright. Yeah. I'm just glad that you are bringing light to so many important topics, Cassandra, seriously. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. And honest with your grief and your suffering. It's, it's helpful. Yeah. Well, thanks. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you? Oh, well, um, <laughs> you know, the best place where we kind of are, are, are dishing on stuff is our um, podcast. Yeah. Do you have a minute pod on Instagram? Um, and also like our podcast, we mm-hmm. had such a crazy good episode. This last one about sex, you guys. Oh, I haven't listened like, yet. Sign me up. Oh, okay. It's so good. It's not even like a sex episode that you would think like it's, it's, it's like talking about how, Oh, cool. Oh, I don't remember that part in sex ed where they talked about the clitoris and pleasure. Yeah. Like things that you're like, they yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Like what's pleasure? Oh, it's not just the P and the V either. There's like yeah. other ways to do intimacy. Yeah. So it was a good, we had oh, a sex cool. uh, therapist on. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll have to listen. Yeah. Check us out. That's, that's, or busy. You can find us there. We have a yeah. big presence. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you do. A vibrant one. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm honored to have you on here for a second time thank and that you. you were willing to share your gift and your knowledge with all of us. I feel a very big sense of peace just knowing that you and people like you are in the world. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Again, this was like literally scratching, not even scratching, like a needle scratch yeah. the surface of this. So please go out and find more information about this. There are so many awesome Instagram accounts, podcasts about polyvagal and um, about the nervous system. Irene Lyon is another really great person to follow on Instagram. She's like top of the top. Um, but just but finding a therapist who is polyvagal informed would be a really great place. I hope people understand it. It just brings out so much more humanness and, mm. and getting in touch with your body. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You. Lots of love. How incredible is she? I don't know about you, but I am literally buzzing with information and I just feel so ugh, cozy and at home with myself and Really, I have a lot of sympathy and love for myself after listening to that episode. Um, I really just feel like Allison just makes it so attainable to digest what is happening in our bodies. And I hate sounding like a broken record, but right now more than ever amidst this pandemic, 
we all need to nurture ourselves. We all need to come home to ourselves because we are with ourselves more than ever before. We are staring at ourselves, right? Down like this barrel of like, we don't know when all of this is going to end. And that can be really frightening and set us into that sympathetic nervous state. And I just really hope that Allison left you feeling hopeful above all else, hopeful and secure and aware that your body is here to protect you, period, full stop. It is not here to fight you. It only wants to protect you. And just kind of going through the visual steps, right, of like you're in parasympathetic and that is really just trying to protect you from going down to dorsal, from freaking out, from feeling in despair. Oh, I'm so inspired. I think I just have to go journal, to be honest. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please, this topic is so important. If you loved this, I would be just over the moon, over the top excited and humbled if you would share this on Instagram so that other people can listen. Again, I feel like this topic is just so important. It's so close to my heart. Um, if you resonated, yeah, go ahead and share and tag um, Allison at do you have a minute pod you can tag me at the comp collective underscore really just spread this wealth of knowledge let's help each other let's help each other heal thanks so much for listening and I'll see you back next week <laughs>